now? Yes, you're live. Right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Over the Rainbow Show with your host, Bob Brown, on Friday, the 1st of November at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Pacific Time, and 8 p.m. UK Time. And to all the listeners from around the world, you can go to Beacon of Light Radio chat on Facebook, or you can sky me at Beacon of Light Radio. We've got a fabulous guest today. He does a lot for charities, and, uh, and, and the group does as well. Um, is a member of uh, the former paranormal group Bang Together and formed a Southern Paranormal Investigations. And uh, he also works together with a few of the select paranormal groups from across the United States, Fallen Shadows and Third Eye. Can we please welcome Donald R. Martin to the show? Hello, Donald. Hey, Bob. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us on. Hey, it's great to, you know, to get you on the show. Uh, I've been trying for quite a few, well, about a month now. But unfortunately, you've been called out. You know, you're a fireman, you know. And that's what happens in life, you know. And you, yeah. and when you have your time off, it's precious to you um, to be with your family and, and do other things in life. Yeah, I stay stay pretty busy uh, with the paranormal stuff and the family, and and uh, sometimes I can't wait to get back to work to uh, actually get a little bit of rest. How, how did you get? Sorry about that. How did you get involved in the paranormal then? Uh, the, well, I have always been fascinated from early on, as far as I can remember. Uh, always fascinated in the you know, odd things, I guess, paranormal and. He's still there. Oh, all that stuff is always fascinating to me. Uh, so I really can't, can't remember when I first, um, you know, became interested in it just as far as I can remember. Um, but on my, I guess my bucket list was, you know, I wanted to have at least one uh, paranormal experience or, or uh, experience at a, at a haunted location. And, of course, we've done that. I've done that many times over now. Uh, Dole, uh, myself and Dole, we've known each other for a very long time. Um, we co-founded together uh, Southern Paranormal Investigations. We're located in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, which is in the U.S. Uh, it's like 2 o'clock Central Time here. still daylight here. Um, we really didn't get involved in the paranormal together at, I guess, at different times. Uh, he had already done a couple investigations, uh, small, small things, private stuff. Or I say private stuff, public stuff, some ticket stuff. And then he had a ticket to uh, Red Bowling Springs, uh, Tennessee, up to uh, Thomas House. And he had one. He invited me along. And that's what got me really hooked. And uh, we got some really good stuff from from that investigation, some some uh, EVPs that were very unexplainable. Uh, we had actually left some, some recorders in the room where we were at and caught some some things in there and caught some, uh, what sounded like our, uh, our end table in between the beds there opening and closing. And of course we listened to the tape all the way back 
from um, from the trip. It was like an eight-hour drive. So it was our, you know, we really didn't get into the uh, analyzing it through the computer and all that. We were listening to the thing live, you know, going down the road and marking stuff, you know, as we heard it. And uh, we caught, you know, an EVP, and then we caught that that one sound of that drawer growing. Of course, everybody that was at the location was downstairs uh, at a meeting, and doors and all locked from you know from the outside so i mean nobody was in there it was about 20 minutes after we had left we heard it of course there was no other sound or anything in there other than that but uh yeah we we got back here and uh formed uh southern paranormal investigations together we've been to been together since 2014 uh, investigating all over the u.s uh, we've always talked about wanting to come over to the uk and do some stuff but you know right now it's not feasible yeah, you've just got to wait for the right time. It's same as anything. Did you have any experiences as, as a young lad then? Uh, none that I can remember. Um, one thing that comes to my mind, I don't, I can't really explain how, uh, how this came about. But I remember uh, really young. I remember seeing my uh, one of my grandfathers. Uh, which really wasn't blood grandfather. Um, but um, I saw, I, I can picture him sitting at a kitchen table and I can, I can see the, the stuff around the kitchen table. I don't remember anything that went on. I just remember seeing that. And later on in life, you know, I said, you know, I told my mom saw, showed me a picture and I was like, you know, and she told me who it was. It's like, yeah, I remember remember seeing him. I remember when that picture was taken. And she went, he died before you were born. And I was like, I'm telling you, I remember seeing this setting and seeing this 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 uh seeing him sitting at that table before. So, I mean, that's the earliest thing I can remember and it still baffles me about that. I don't I really haven't shared that with hardly anybody. Um that's just one of those things that was just odd to me. Uh, she said he he had passed away when when I when she was still pregnant with me. I think but, you know, as, as a young lad or a a, a young girl, many a time we pick up lots of things as you're growing up. As a young kid, I think you're very skeptical to picking up spirit. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, really can't quite explain. That's all I remember is the setting. You know of of him there and him in the kitchen and, and all that stuff. But, you know, and this was after, you know, then she showed me a picture, you know, later on, I was like, who is that? You know, and she explained to me about it. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's, really, good, it? it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's really not much. I mean, I'll have deja vu every once in a while, you know, there's different theories on what that is. And, Can you remember you know, Donald, can you remember your first paranormal location? Uh, that was Thomas House. Uh, that's when me and Doyle went to. Um, really good place uh, at the time. I'm not. I, we haven't been back there in in a very long time. Uh, I think they do a lot of public uh, ticket sales now, so it's kind of hard to get in. Um, but actually, we were. Um, that was when we went. We went on a, a public event there, and we got formed and all, and we decided we were going to go start doing some private stuff, finding out how to get in some of these locations we've seen on TV and go experience this stuff for ourselves. 
and uh, that's what we did. Uh, we've been to places all over the U.S. Uh, a lot of places you've seen on TV. We've been to our first big one, I guess I'd say, was a West Virginia trip, uh, and that was to Trans Allegheny and Moundsville State Penitentiary. We did that on a weekend. Can you uh, can you tell the listeners all about that one then? You know, uh, happened while you were there, and what's it? And you know, a lot of um, people who are listening to the show think, how do they set that up? How does it go? What do you have to do? Well, um, the first thing first we thing do is, is you know, we're talking about um, our group. Back then, we had a lot more uh, people in the group, I guess, and we'd sit and discuss, you know, where where do you want to go? Where do you think we should go? We kind of plan out a out a tour, you know. It's what we do a lot of times, and or had been in the past, um, we pick out some places that, you know, we've heard about and we check into the pricing and all that. Cause you know, most places are charging now and see what it is and see who is el- eligible to go, you know, cause we split the costs and all with everybody on the team that goes. So it's a little more affordable. And then, um, it's kind of how we got, um, hooked up with fallen shadows and, and, and third eye. They, they go with us quite a bit. We do some joint investigation stuff all the time, uh, at least three times a year. And uh, they join up with us. That one's from uh, Tennessee, and I think the other one's from Georgia. Uh, but, yeah. So we, we look at a location. You know, we kind of do a little bit of history on it and and uh, see what it's all about. And then if it kind of meets our interest and all that, and we can do it. We try to book it, book it for a date well in advance. So... Um, and we just do the road trip because usually it's, you know, the West Virginia trip was like 16 hour drive one way. It was a pretty, pretty long drive and it was cold. Uh, it snowed at, at Moundsville when we were there that night. We did Moundsville and Trans-Allegheny the, the same weekend. Uh, they're not very far from one another. So Moundsville we did and it snowed while we were there. Um, Trans-Allegheny was the next night. Um, it was really cold. It didn't snow, but it was bitter cold in the place, and there's no heat. You know, in the little meeting area they have, they have uh, heat in there. Um, but Trans-Allegheny, just to, to know the size of it, you'd have to actually be in there to realize how huge that place is. It's probably one of my favorite places to go. I'd, I would love to go back there one day. Have you ever, you know, when you go to these places, have you ever been attacked or, you know... <clears throat> Can you t- tell the listeners a little bit what happens sometimes? Um, we've had members that have been touched, scratched. Um, they've had whispers in the ear. They've had hair tugged. You know, I'm still waiting for that. I keep on looking for that. I keep asking for that, and I, it never happens. You know, i got a theory, you know, on that, that maybe that, you know, I'm sitting there and whatever is there, whatever spirit's there is not, knows I'm not afraid or whatever of it and doesn't, doesn't do it. I don't, I can't explain why, but I've been waiting for that, you know, that touch. Dole's been, been touched. Uh, he's felt it a few times. Uh, to my knowledge, I've never, never felt it, you know. Um, I've been to some pretty, what's pretty the wild scar- places. What, what's the scariest place you've ever been to then? That's kind of hard to say because, I mean, growing up, I used to watch horror movies all the time. So it's, you know, I was into the 
into the horror and the gore and all that. So things really didn't didn't frighten me. Um, most places that I go to doesn't doesn't. Um, I felt a little startled one time here. Uh, it's about an hour away from where we're at, called uh, Marty's Blues Cafe in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Um, that was the first time I think I got a knock or a noise on cue, and it was like two feet from me on a wall. And I actually asked if there were spirits, you know, uh, that was there. Could it make a, you know, presence? No, knock on a wall, make a noise. And, and I heard a knock on a wall. And that, that first initial, you know, hearing it on cue was like two seconds later, you know. And I'm like, first instinct was like, you're getting out of here. And you know, I was like, but I stayed, I stopped. And I was like, no, that's what you asked for. So, and that's what I got. Um, so. And I tried to get that same response um, again from there, but we never never got it. But there there was a lot of crazy stuff, you know, there that night. What kind of, you know, when you're setting up uh, to do uh, an investigation, what kind of tools do you use? Uh, the usual tricks of the trade, uh, as, as well, you know, most paranormal equipment is not made for paranormal equipment. Uh, you know, something else we've adapted or some ideas we have and theories of of spirit manipulation. Uh, we've got, I mean, you name it, we probably pretty much got it. Uh, we've even got a few devices that we've built um, here and there using different different uh, ideas and techniques and all. Um, you know, you hear about the um, spirits be able to drain, you know, batteries, mm. you know, cell phones and, and recorders and all that stuff that drain the batteries. Well, I made a, a more or less, it's a, it's a rechargeable battery that's in a, in a box hooked up to a digital meter. So it's rechargeable. So I can set it out and ask for spirit manipulation on that device. And I can actually see the digital meter of how much power is, is still in that, in that device. So my goal so is made, to. You made that yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I just bought some parts off offline and put it together and had an idea of what I wanted to do and, and put it together in a project box and got an on-off switch and rechargeable port and all that stuff. So that's kind of one of the things I wanted to see. If you know, if a spirit can pull and, and drain energy, you know, you have it on cameras, you have it on uh, all different devices that you're, you're taking in there. You know, people are, you know, saying, well, we had it fully charged and we've even had that, you know, we've had some battery issues and, and technical difficulties, you know, when we know we've charged everything up prior to the investigation. So I wanted to see, I hooked that digital meter up and, and there's two or three devices that we've gotten that I've hooked digital meters to that we can read, see how much battery power is in there. Uh, to make sure it's, it's, you know, stuff we use on a regular basis. Um, we got um, a geophone that we use on a regular basis. It's got a digital meter. Of course, I got that one on that. I think there's one other device I got one on. Um, want to see if there's any you know, battery power left in it whenever we're trying to use it. Have, what last thing you want to do is your battery die on you just because you didn't replace the battery on it while you're in the middle of an investigation. But yeah, um, I hooked a digital thing up to that that power box is what I call it, energy box, and, and trying to get uh, spirit manipulation on it to drain that battery down, and you know we should be able to see it immediately on that on that digital meter you know if it's got nine nine volts left in it you know and it goes down to zero then we know something has drained that power out of it immediately yeah that's true do you find it um 
rewarding sometimes when you go to a place and you have a fantastic evening and everything comes through and you've got lots of um, stuff coming through and you've got it all recorded. Yeah, um, a lot of times we'll, you know, we'll get pictures and video and, and, uh, and the audio stuff. Of course, a lot of the audio stuff, you know, we really don't get to uh, listen to until we get back home and, and uh, go through it. Because, I mean, you're talking, you know, with with system that we have, and we have a mobile unit we call Shadow. Uh, it's a uh, enclosed box trailer that we've uh, custom built, had it custom built, and it's wrapped with our graphics and all that. And uh, we've nicknamed it Shadow. And uh, it's got a... Uh, 55 inch uh, screen in it with a 16 DVR system on it. So we can deploy 16 cameras at once. We also got a four channel uh, live audio on it. So we can monitor four different rooms uh, from the actual uh, mobile unit. So we can go in, stir some things up. And, um, you know, we got our camera set up. We got our audio set up. You know, we can go in there and stir things up, and then come back out to the mobile unit and sit there and monitor for a little bit. And that eliminates anybody being in in the in the location and see what we can we can draw out. You but, know, um, there's lots of people out there be saying, um, "What's your advice uh, if you were just starting out and you wanted to know a little bit more about the paranormal?" Um, read. Read a whole lot about, you know, uh, the paranormal. Read about different theories and, you know, contact or read up. Read up. The more you read, you know, about things, you know, a lot of people say the same things. You know, everybody has their own opinion on certain things. Um, you know, be very well open-minded. You know, that's that's a key thing because if you don't open your mind up to, you know, actually believe you know, in the spirits and the ghosts and the paranormal and in general, you know, you're just sitting there constantly just, ah, no, it's, it's nothing. It, it's not real. They don't exist. You know, you're never going to really experience, even if you do experience something, you know, out of the ordinary, you're not going to open yourself up to it. Um, but with us, we're ske- very skeptical anyway. I mean, we have to be because there's a lot of stuff that can be perceived as paranormal that, you know, maybe from, from some other other groups and stuff like that, but not punching, pulling up, you know, punching anybody down or nothing like that. But I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff out there that's deemed paranormal that to me has some rational explanation too. And yeah, stuff. I understand that. But you, you, you always get the debunkers, don't you? Saying, what a load of rubbish that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do, we do a thorough debunking process ourselves because if we see something on video, or we see something that happened while we're at location, hey, we probably have that on video. Well, we'll sit there and try to debunk it ourselves. All right, let's see if we can recreate that right now while we're here. And a lot of times we can, you know, it's like, well, that could be this, you know, if it's, you know, any inkling that we could recreate it, then we just throw it out. You know, it's not paranormal now. EVP sessions, you, you know, depending on who you've got with you, most of the time it's just our, you know, core group. So we know how we, we act with one another and, and, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. You know, the EVP session, if anybody's kind of interested in what that is, electronic voice phenomenon uh, that's picked up on audio recorders or tape recorders, which tape recorders aren't used that much anymore, but uh, you pick those audio recorders that pick up 
sounds that you can't hear with the human ear. Mm. You also have the uh, the disembodied voice, which is a, is different, same but different. It's the actual voice that you hear with your own ears, which I've heard several times um, at one location in a, at Moon River Brewery uh, about 5.30 in the morning. That's in Savannah, Georgia, we went to. I uh, actually heard my name called um, by a female voice. That was really low. And it's one of those things where you stop and think to yourself, did I really hear that? Or is my mind playing tricks with me? Mm. Doyle had just came up the, we were actually packing up and Doyle came up and saw me. It was like puzzles. Like, you all right? I said, yeah, I think I just heard my name called. He said, last night at the same location over here, I thought I heard your name called. But I, I thought it was just me hearing stuff, and I I didn't mark it on on the ca- on the camera of the audio. And uh, it was actually Moon River uh, used to be a brothel years ago, amongst other things. And reports mm. uh, of a, a prostitute who had fell down the stairs, or was pushed down the stairs, um, and broke her neck right there where I was actually at, where I heard the voice. Uh, then the old Southern Funeral Home, which we manage, we got two locations here in Kosciuszko that we. Uh, manage now. Uh, one is an old jail, old Atala County Jail, which we just had the, the big event yesterday uh, with the Cancer Society and all that. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that, what you did there then. Uh, yesterday, we we uh, joined partners with uh, local news news uh, uh, radio station, Breezy 101, uh, here in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Uh, it's a member of uh, Boswell Media. And um, they do a, a thing where they call cruising, cruising for a cure, and they have this uh, vehicle wrapped every year in pink, and uh, it's totally wrapped up, paints all safe, and, and they basically take it around to schools and businesses and places all over the area, not just in Kosciuszko, but they, they go to surrounding uh, counties and stuff and, and take this thing and get people to donate money, and uh, they sign their name to the, the vehicle. They do it for a month. And uh, all that money, 100% of that money goes to the American Cancer Society. So uh, we had a thing with that, along with uh, the old old jail that we managed called uh, Jail and Bail. And uh, we had a lot of local officials and everything involved in it, this local sheriff's department and all that. Uh, had some uh, off-duty deputies and all that that actually, uh, of course, we, the people that were arrested, you know, mock arrested already knew, you know, ahead of time they volunteered to, to be a part of it. So, I mean, we had people... Uh, the manager at local Walmart, uh, the newspaper, trying not to leave anybody out, the school systems. We had a principal in the school system. Um, I think the superintendent of the school system, uh, the actual mayor of our town, uh, one of the fire chiefs here, uh, and actually the sheriff himself, the sheriff of the county. Uh, he was the last one to get, get picked up. But uh, we, we rode along and, and uh, had two vehicles going picking everybody up. And we had like every 15 minutes, somebody was getting picked up. And uh, of course, we went Facebook Live as much as we could on there and uh, actually videoed a lot of the stuff and having them picked up and brought back to the jail. And the radio station was all set up live, live feed and all that. So they talked to them on the air. And basically, we put them in the jail in there and behind the bars, uh, just the main area of the bars. And uh, they had to raise money to, to get out. And I think they wound up. I think last count they told us was like over $4,000 was raised just yesterday's afternoon uh, for the Cancer Society. And uh, then last night, uh, four winners from that was given away off the radio uh, 
was given uh, a private investigation last night at the jail. So we were we were there from I think we started over there about one o'clock with actual doing stuff, and then we ended up leaving about twelve thirty last night or twelve thirty this morning is when I got back home. So it was a big it was a big deal around town. Everybody was excited about it. It sounded absolutely great for people to get bailed out. Yeah, um, yeah, they were, you know, some of them kept getting their bail raised up a little bit. You know, it started at $100, and it started going up every time you turn around, you know, just for fun, you know. They were throwing up, you know, all right, but now your bail's 200 you know. But, yeah, they, they, they did a real good job. It raised and did a lot better than what we, we thought it would. But the first, first year of us doing it there worked out really well. But it's a great thing for charity and for cancer, isn't it? Yeah, I think you know anybody you talk to nowadays has been been touched or affected by cancer in one way or another. I mean, I've got it in my family. Yeah, so have I as well, and my friends. So it's yeah. a really big thing with me as well. It is. Yeah, we've gotten. You know, like I said, everybody's been touched it one way or another by somebody that's had cancer or in their family or, you know, I think both of my parents have had it at one point in time. They're both survivors of that. Yeah, I know you mean, yeah. It, it, but it turned out to be a, a great a great day then, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a really good day. We had a lot of trick-or-treaters. Of course, it was on, on Halloween, too, so we had... They had trick-or-treaters coming up and um, getting candy at the jail there, and they got to go inside and look at some of the stuff that was in the jail. Um, of course, we didn't go in the whole thing. You know, it's kind of dark and everything in there. I'm sure a lot of the kids didn't want to go way back. But we got up with the front office area in the jail. We got a, a, what a booking area, basically what it is. They fingerprint and take the mug shots and all that, and we've gotten that area set up to where they can take um, pictures against the, the graphic wall on the back, you know, with the, the measurement chart and all so they they can take little selfies we even got a little placard that says inmate and shows a date and where you're at on there so they can people, people could come in and take pictures and all that and things changed over the years you know at one time you could just be, go and book a place and go in but nowadays you've got to pay now haven't you yeah um there's still a few locations um that don't charge anything um we do charge some, but it's mainly because we're managing it. Uh, we have to, um, it's one of those things that we wanted to do, um, after a couple of years of doing this stuff is like, you know, there are certain locations that we go to that, um, most of the places are great. Most of the places we go to are great. Um, the hosts and all are, are really great. Um, named Terry Long up in, up in Ohio, um, there was Nick Woods over in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Of course, Nick passed away um, shortly after we had done an invest our second investigation at the Sorrell Weed House over in Savannah, Georgia. Um, he passed away like uh, like a month or two later after our 50th investigation. Uh, we were over there and we found out he had passed away. But um, but you know, there's a lot of great places. Um, some I, I I feel are way overcharged for you know what what amount of time you're getting. Uh, and what's expected. Um, so we, you know, we kind of looked at that and, and want to 
offer some stuff here locally because there's a there's not really that many places around this area uh around the mississippi area or the um our little neck of the woods of uh you know that has any places to investigate right we wound up getting um contacted with an old funeral home here and then of course the the jail has been empty for several years it's basically it's not in condition to house inmates anymore um so they had to shut it down and of course the the jail um they had moved to an or not the jail but the funeral home they actually moved to a new location i don't know what that beeping was uh you still there yeah ain't it strange but you get some people uh they'll start up and say we're paranormal investigators and and don't know really a lot about the thing sometimes it gives bad messages to other people yeah uh with with the locations we got you know um we contacted the owners of course the, the jail was owned by the the county itself so we had to go in front of the board of supervisors and get you know voted on to do all that and you know they get um you know money from the rental of the of the place and then um same way as the the old uh, funeral home so you know we're not making a bunch of money off of it we're actually running it out and uh, running it i guess for the the individuals um but we get i mean it's really inexpensive it's like 350 i think for 12 hours um and we even have it set up to uh investigate both locations at one night because the two locations are less than a half mile apart right so somebody went in and investigate they can hit both of them one night um they can also sleep at the old funeral home if they wish there's when we first got in there it was you know a lot of stuff was taken out uh the pews and caskets you know the normal day-to-day stuff so the big chapel was completely empty when we first got in there um miranda young with uh, ghost bikers explorations filmed there in uh january or february of this earlier this year and that just episode just aired a few weeks ago uh, so you can actually see the funeral home if you go to Ghost Biker Explorations on Facebook or YouTube. Look for that in the second oh, episode. That's great. Second I'm episode. I'm sure is, people would uh, like to watch some of that. Yeah, that's back when you know it was still new. Um, we had gotten it in November 13th, I think, is going to be a year. Um, so it was still pretty new when she was filming, and a lot of stuff that they caught during that investigation. You know, we've caught and other groups have caught the same type stuff um since then um there's a one is there's an old elevator in there that um was used it's a two-story so the elevator was used to to house a body and take the body up to the second floor and have it prepared in the embalming room and then in the casket and all and brought back down to the bottom floor for the service and all well like in the middle of them i guess at one point in that that video she's got around five or six in the morning i guess it is there you can show them they see it show them sleeping on cots and all that in, in the, one of the rooms there and you hear on of course they had audio and video going you can hear uh ladies talking in the hallway which we've heard a lady's voice in there several times i've, I've heard at least three three or four times myself disembodied voice you actually heard her um and also you can hear the elevator going up and down uh, in the video, and at that time, um, we didn't even know how to operate the, the elevator. 
we had we about three or four months ago we found out you know how it works because it's an old elevator and you have to be on the bottom floor to get it to go up and you have to be on the top floor to get it to go down oh right like, yeah not like you can just push the button and you know it goes up or down but yeah when it came on there and the elevator was like oh my god you know and it was like months before we even knew the elevator even you know even worked anymore was it the old-fashioned elevators as well uh it's an old cable system elevator um not like your typical elevator you see in buildings and all that. It's just got a couple push buttons that are on the outside of the of the uh, the elevator itself, so you can't control it from the in, inside. Right. But uh, yeah, the the I mean, we've added uh, pews. We've had a, we bought a bunch of pews to put in there, and we've got caskets in there, and flowers, and the whole chapel set up to where you can actually have a you know a mock service in there if you want to do that part as part of your investigation. That's a good. That's a great thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. And to work with other groups, don't you think? That's a good thing. Yeah, uh, we've had several groups in there. Uh, we've caught some some good stuff, and we've actually caught a shot. Uh, we we didn't. Uh, Fox Family Paranormal. Um, they came early on, and they caught a, a shadow figure on one of their cameras. Uh, in one of the. Uh, um, Viewing rooms, where the casket is at. They caught it on the back wall. That's pretty, pretty wild. We've caught, and we've had the same type um, spirit contact, I guess you'd say. Um, everybody keeps on talking about this one individual. I don't want to throw it out there because I don't want to pre-deceive anybody's mind of, of what's there. Um, but there's a certain person that's in there, and we've gotten the same description uh, through several different groups, and even online when we go live, there's people that saying, "Hey, I see this this person over there," and they describe what it looks like. And yeah. uh, you know, we've gotten that same thing, and and even you know, groups have come to me. It's like, "Hey, uh, you know, there was this part, this thing. You know, I ain't gonna say what it is. This this thing has been walking around with us and following us the whole time we've been in here doing this tour." I said, "You you've seen them?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Can you describe them to me?" And they'll describe them to me as like, you know, we've gotten the same description from different people and different people in different groups, even online. You know, even when we go Facebook Live and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Susan's uh, in chat room. She said, "Do those elevators have to be to have a weight in them to get them to work?" Uh, no, it's just a push button, uh, push button up or down. Like I said, you got to be downstairs and have the doors. It's got two regular old doors on it. Uh, it's open on the front, you know. Um, there's no actual doors on the elevator itself. It's the the uh, doors to the elevator that close, much like a regular elevator, you know. And uh, excuse my noise, but picking my little granddaughter up here from school. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, Susan's also asking, have you ever been to the Ridges? I think it's in Iowa. Uh, the Ridges? Is that Ridges. In, is that in Dallas? Where's that at? Uh, Ohio, I think. Ohio. I have not been been there. Um, we have been to Old Licking County Jail in Ohio. Um, great place. Uh, Terry Long runs it. They do a, a actual uh, investigation stuff most of the year, and then they at Halloween time they do what's called a jail terror. Hold on, baby. And uh, they do a jail terror every every October. Um, what, what's, can you tell the listeners what's that about then? Uh, the jail terror I've never actually been to. 
um, usually around that time, we're doing um, a house of horror here in, in our hometown for our, our local fire department. And that that takes about three weeks to get, get set up, do it, and tear it down. So it's a lot of a lot of time on on our hands on that we just got finished with it um we usually do it the first weekend before or the last weekend before halloween and it's a uh, it's pretty big production for just us and um but the jail terror i think she runs it through i think the first either the end of september first of october and it runs on through to i believe um to october i think they ju- they might have sh- Shut it down before for October this year. You you must have done loads of investigations. What's the best one you've ever been to? Oh goodness! And to be uh, involved in. Man, um, it's hard to answer that one. I mean, we've been to so many, and I got different uh, memories from each one. Uh, Trans Allegheny uh, was a really good good place we caught some some stuff a lot of stuff there but you got some really good stuff there did you all right bud. um that's I would love to go back there, even though it it was 16 degrees in there when we went. Um, I'm one of those people that does not like the cold whatsoever. You know, if it was 70 degrees all year long, it'd be great. Um, another place, um, man, it's been so many places we've been to. Um, what about the lunatic asylum? Uh, we went to Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, at uh, Waverly Hills. Uh, we caught probably our best class a evp we've ever ever heard uh you can hear it on our website uh southern ms.com and just look up uh, credible evidence at waverly hills uh, there's a um an audio file on there from the death shoot where they had carried the the dead bodies down from hospital down through the mountain and uh waiting in the hearse or train or whatever was taken at the time and there's been reports of of little girls uh, spirit that in there and we um we were in there filming a uh, pre-investigation video basically what we get in there and i think fallen shadows and uh third eye dr jim jim was there with us and uh we were doing uh investigation there and well we did the pre the pre-video basically setting up setting up in there and we were explaining where we were what we were doing you know what's to come and give a little history to it and of course we were video and we always check our audio um, recorders because we basically record all our audio for the video on regular audio recorders because it's just got a lot better sound quality so my wife uh, she's an investigator with us and um, she was testing her audio equipment her recorder and just really for like a four second clip testing testing one two and before and right during or towards the after part of when she's saying that you can hear this little girl's voice calling out for its mother i mean it's clear as we're talking right now right. it's very very eerie to to hear i don't know if you've heard it or not no 
But I'll what I'll send you the I'll send you actually, when we get off here. I'll, say, what does he actually say then? It's it's calling for its mother. It's its mama, mama. I mean, it's clear as day. Um, you know, we were shocked when we got we got back here because we didn't hear it at the time. You know, we're going through getting ready. Doyle was getting ready to go through the audio files and all that to start syncing up the video and audio together. And that's when, um, you know, he called it. It's like, could you easily you throw those out? You know, it's like a four second video. It's, you know, you're not going to get any of that four seconds. Uh, but yeah, we don't delete anything now. You know, we, we listen to every every file we've got because just that quick you can lose something like grade A top top EVP right there. That's so true as well. You can do that, can't you? Yeah. Um. And um, when we get off of here, um, I'll send you that that link to that file so you can kind of listen to it and you know get a an idea of what what I'm talking about. I mean, you you'll you'll drop your jaw when you hear it. I bet I bet I will as well. Um, you know, we talked about um, about losing transmission and and batteries going dead. Have you had a lot of that happen where in some areas where you've gone? Um, yeah, um, and you have to look at it too. Um, you know, the cold, the, the change in the weather can have have uh, conditions on on your battery life too. You have to kind of look at that those things too. Um, we've had it. I want to say at Sorrel Weed House, uh, we had some some uh, malfunctions there. We had a, a local i say local it's in mississippi uh, called mississippi house and uh, the first night we investigated there our dvr system completely completely went out it was running but it didn't record nothing um don't know why um we did have some stuff at the funeral home not long ago that um you know we had full batteries and all that when we got there you know all the batteries drained we had to want to replace some batteries again before we even started uh we had camera battery drains there um there was a, a private residence we have a guy uh kyle davis that's uh, with our group too um he's our what we call our holy man if a, a resident has problems you know that they they paranormal they suspect paranormal activity in their house and uh we can give him give him their number and they can contact each other and see you know it's something that you know, he can help with or, or what's going on with it. Um, and he can do house blessings. He can, he can even do exorcisms and, uh, him and Dole, I couldn't go cause I had to work this last time they went to one and, and he could, he said, man, when I got, when he called us, he said, man, when I, when I was on the phone with her, he said, I could hear the stuff cause he's kind of sensitive. He sensitive to the, the spirits and all that. He can kind of sense since I'm in the area, because man, I just feel odd tonight. You know, it's, it's going to be a big night. And uh, usually when he tells us that, you know, he's, we got a pretty good investigation that night. A lot of times I'll go into a place now and start getting headaches. Um, you know, that kind of, and usually when we do, we, when I have a bad headache, it's usually we have a, a pretty good night as far as investigation. Don't you think sometimes Miss Britton know you are there? Say again? Don't you think sometimes spirit know when you're all there? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of places, you know, you have groups and like us that we've, we've been to, you know, several locations over the years. I mean, we've had, 
probably 80 investigations so far. Um, but yeah, we go to places and you're there one night, but you get some of those places that, um, where an investigator or a team, you know, runs that place or, or is there a lot investigating that local place, you know, they get kind of, uh, used to the spirits and spirits get used to them. I think that's kind of what we've gotten with the, the funeral home now and the jail. Hopefully, you know, we've gotten a little bit more, con uh, contact and all that through the jail. Uh, even last night there's a, there was five suicides in the jail, um, that we know of. And one, we know the name, I'm not gonna throw the name out there, but, uh, we, last night we were, we were trying to contact and we got intelligent responses and all from, from that. He actually called his name out. It's like, Hey, is this you? And we called the name out and said, and they called his name, you know, over the portal was what we had. We had a portal set up in there. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it, you know, certain spirits can get more comfortable just like anything else. You know, they were, they were human at once. Cause yeah. that's true. You know, if you get more comfortable with certain people than you do strangers. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to do for the future for, uh, for your groups? You know, I'd like to see. You know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, competition, I guess. I'd say in in the paranormal community, um, we we practice para unity. We like to um, reach out to other groups, and other groups reach to us. And and we've met some great people over the years that. Uh, you know, we've worked with um, and still work with a lot of people. We stay in touch, even, you know, at some of the groups that come see us. And, you know, a lot of times we're there. It's like, look, this is y'all's y'all's investigation. You know, y'all's, if you need something, let us know. And a lot of times, you know, we'll give them the keys. And uh, at the funeral home, we'll give them the keys. And it's like, all right, y'all, you know, have at it. If you need us, you know, we're I'm a block away from the funeral home. You know, I'm like right around the corner. And uh, so it's not not typical you know we don't stay there you know, if they want us we'll do a little tour and show them around and yeah and if they want us there you know we'll stick around and we've we've had several groups that's asked us you know you come back up here and investigate with us you know and uh i think that's a, that, i think that's a great thing to have yeah um work together there's a lot of, you know there's a lot you just we're part of the uh, world's largest ghost hunt um that was september can't remember the date but it was here recently and it was a big massive uh uh para unity thing we were working with and um yeah we were with uh with all that involved and all that at the uh, at the funeral home and the jail at that that time so i think this stuff was on the today show i think they did something on the today show a couple of days ago oh that's brilliant <laughs> so yeah shout out to all those people that work really hard behind the scenes at the world's largest ghost hunt they did their phenomenal job coordinating, you know, all over the all over the world, you know, different groups and different venues. Huge, huge thing. Do you ever do you ever use a Ouija board then? Uh, people are scared of a lot of things involving the Ouija board, um, spirit boards. I mean, there's different different names for different different kinds, I guess. That's right. Um, I mean, back when I was a teenager, me and some of my friends used one, um, used one at, um, when we were teenagers, of course it was a Parker brothers, uh, thing made out of cardboard. So I don't put a whole lot of stake in, you know, in it, but we, um, uh, really hadn't used one, 
uh, for say since then, you know, not a real one. Um, but me personally, I, I don't look at them as being any different than, uh, you know, SB seven or 11 or a spirit box or a portal or anything else we're using, or even, a, you know, audio recorder, you know, we're trying to communicate with, with spirits and all that. To me, it's no different than using, you know, the Ouija board or any other device we're using to, to, uh, you know, reach and talk to them. As long as you're the same as anything else, as long as you protect yourself. Right. I mean, you got to use common sense when you're doing doing any of it. You know, we always tell them any location I go to, you know, it's like, all right, you got to stay here. You can't go go back with us. Uh, you got to stay here. And, you know, we've actually had uh, one of our members feels like he brought something back one time on an investigation. Um, of course, I don't think he's got it anymore at his house, but, you know. But you always try to, you know, protect yourself. And, yeah, they're going to say because they can be very dangerous. Yeah, you know, if you get attachment with something that's, you know, not of human nature. Uh, I've never been, personally, I've never been uh, in touch with anything like that. I've never come around. I've been to, God, oh, man, it's been so many locations we've been to where you, you hear, you know, on TV about demonic. This, this is demonic. This is demonic. It's like, you know, everything's not demonic. You know, I've talked to people and experts in, in that field, and it's like, you know, you know, 99% of the stuff that people perceive as being demonic is not actually demonic. Yeah, I, we were talking about uh, entities now. A good friend of mine, quite a few years ago, um, he was going down to uh, a famous place, like, and he was told not to go this weekend. He said, look, I've told you, don't be, it was a good medium friend of his, don't no. you go down this weekend because there could be trouble. And a good friend of us came and he hadn't seen for years said, oh, take me there. Anyway, they, they went there. And when they got back home, um, his mate said, look, Derek, I, I can't stop. I've got to go. So as Derek got in that house, he got attacked. Really? Physically, physically broke his nose, smashed, wow. his, smashed his face onto the keyboard of his laptop, finished up in hospital. What can you, you know, when people, um, doctors say, how have you done that? You know, how come you explain that? Yeah. They that's, think you're going mad, won't they? That's a little, yeah, that's a little extreme. You know, I want to make contact, you know, one of these days, maybe a spirit will inclined to, you know, make con actual physical contact with me, but I don't want to, you know, beating me up. Yeah, well, that's what happened to him. Uh, uh, and uh, it took him six months to uh, to get out. Well, to, wow. to believe in himself again. He knows he did wrong. And, it's you know, it's one of those things where he didn't protect himself and brought an entity home. What could have made it could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, it could have, you know, depending on, you know, with family and all there, too, you got to be careful with that. You know, I've got a pretty big family, a lot of kids and all that. So I'm, we're really careful about, um, you know, about those things. And, and even my, my teenagers are, you know, sparking that interest and in wanting to go on investigations and all that. And uh, I think one, I'm a girl, my older girls have been um, to a few with me, but they're local stuff, you know, nothing do they find it interesting then? They do. Um, we had one that was down in um, 
down in uh, South Mississippi they went to with us. And, you know, it's like, you going to go in, you know, you going to do some stuff with us? Like, look, I, I do this all the time. This is y'all. And, of course, we were there with, with our own group. You know, it was a yeah. private deal and all. So they're doing – you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. We thought you'd gone off there for a minute. Thought I lost a little bit of connection there. And That's all, fine. But, but so, yeah, um, you know, we're about seven minutes left now. Um, okay. So how, how do you self, how do you see yourself going in the next couple of years then? Uh, hopefully doing what we're doing. Um, we've got a couple more locations that we're looking at that are, that are local, um, that we've, we've heard legends and stuff we want to get into. Uh, one we know is, is, uh, is haunted. It's got a lot of activities. It's the old Italicani courthouse. We've been there in a few, a few times. Um, there's an old civil war house that's in the area. Uh, we've heard speculation of being, uh, having activity in it. And there's another location that used to be, uh, from what we hear, a legend is it used to be a brothel and, and, uh, uh, was it uh, Speakeasy back in the day when Prohibition was here? Um, but yeah, the, it actually had a fire in it um, years ago. It's being used for storage, I think, right now. But we've always heard stories of, of something being in there. And this is all within, um, you know, half mile of each location. I mean, you're talking, you know, the two we've already got plus the courthouse, that's three. Then the other one, that's four. Then the house, it's five. It's five locations less than a mile from each other. That's brilliant, isn't it? Do yeah. you have a Do you have a Facebook page for your paranormal business? We do. Um, it's Southern. Well, it's our group page, Southern Paranormal Investigations. Uh, it's a picture of shadow, I believe, is what the the uh, uh, actually our logo, our T-shirt logo. This time, we do a, a different T-shirt uh, every year. Uh, different design and all, and on the back of it, it's got all the locations that we went to that that past year. Uh, so our 2020 will be all the stuff we've had we went to this past year. Um, so yeah, the, we keep on saying when we we actually have it professionally designed. Um, I think it's Design Crowd is who we use, and there's a, a basically we submit what we want, and they get um, together with different artists all around the world, and they basically put a design together. And then we pick from 20 of them what's the best one out of the out of the group, and you know that's how we get our our design and all. And uh, we actually bought one last year for this year because we like two of them. Um, but yeah, it's a big Grim Reaper type thing with a cross. Uh, it's shadow is what we call it. It's a green Southern Paranormal's in green, lime green. Um, yeah, Southern Paranormal Investigations on Facebook. Uh, you can look me up, Donald R. Martin. I'm on Facebook. Then you can look up Doyle Goss, D-O-Y-L-E-G-O-S-S. -S. He's on Facebook. Um, then, of course, have you got we got an email, uh, Have you got an email address where people can get in touch with you? Yeah. it's You can email the whole team at team, T-E-A-M, at southernparanormalms.com. Abbreviation for Mississippi MS at the end of it. Southern Paranormal MS.com. Um, the where all of our websites and social media is, is um, connected to our website, so you can easily get to access to the Facebook pages and, and emails and everything from our actual website. Uh, we have a 
website for the jail, which is uh, Atala, A-T-T-A-L-A, G-A-I-L, atalajail.com. And then there's the O-S-F-H-O, as in Oliver, S is in Sam, F is in Frank, H is in home, osfh.com. And that'll take you to the website, to the, the funeral home. Uh, you can get on either the jail or the funeral home website. And if you can get on one of them, you can get on both of them. Um, oh, that's brilliant. Because I'm sure there's people out there thinking, well, I'd like to get in touch with them and find out if I could join them or find some more information about them. So that's absolutely wonderful, Donald. Yeah, you can get on those two those sites. And, of course, our, our website uh, as well. There's countless videos and, and, and files on the, on our website with places we've been and all kind of videos, probably 200 different videos on there, uh, locations we've been. And um, of course you can get on our Facebook. There's all kind of live feeds. If we've been at, been at places all over the U S um, we've been as far as uh, Yoakum, Texas, really good place there. And um, uh, let's see, we've been as far as Savannah, Georgia, all the way up to West Virginia, uh, all through the South, Tennessee, any of the southern states. You still there? Yeah, so you've checked. You've been most places in the States. Yeah, we've been to a lot of places around the U.S., a lot around the, the southern and eastern states. Uh, of course, we've been up some, some up north, up in, I guess you say, up north Ohio and, and Illinois, up in that area, and everywhere in between. Well, thank you. Well, lovely. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm sure it gives an insight all about the paranormal and, you know, about your work. So it's been lovely having you on the show. No, I appreciate we'll you letting us on. Maybe we can set well, up something later on yes. down the road and do it again. That would be good, yeah. Um, what we'll do as well, when Susan's finished writing up, we'll send you the archives of the show so you can listen to it okay that sounds great but so yeah so thank you so much for coming on the show um thank you to susan being the producer of the show my guest next wednesday is jules rafter um she's been on but it's quite a few years ago when she's been on but she's absolutely fantastic woman great medium psychic work is unbelievable she's a um, on the 6th of November at 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific and 8 p.m. for coming on the show. Thank you to Susan being the producer. Bye for now. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Bob. Thank you.